0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Top 10% Podcast. I am your host, Dan Carter. As always, coming to you this week, uh, it's around the 25th, 26th of July. Uh, I'm not sure when this episode will drop out there in podcast time, but uh, it's going to be just in time for everybody planning that 5-2 outdoors food plot seed um, if you got any questions about that, reach out to the shop. We have a plethora of seed in here right now. Um, if you got any questions, we can get them off to the Seed King Dale and see what uh, what he says and, and, and help you out in any way that we can. So, reach out to us um, here at headquarters and get what you need. That kind of leads into who we got on with us today. He has been on before, um, Lincoln Roan. Let him go. Let him grow. Packer Max. Um, we're going to be talking crimping and fall plots and a little bit more of, of what to do and getting the Seed King seed in the ground from 5 2 Outdoors. So, either way, stick around and you don't want to miss this one. Thanks. <laughs>
1: Bro, I just shot a T bar.
2: Oh my God. Look at that talk?
1: This episode of The Top 10% Podcast is brought to you by Top 10% Hunting Headquarters, located in Coldwater, Michigan, your premier AR manufacturing outlet. Let's get back to your host, Dan Carter, of The Top 10% Podcast.
0: Welcome back to The Top 10% Podcast, everybody. It's me, Dan. I've got Tribal with us, and we have Mr. Lincoln Roan, Packer Max. Let him go. Let him grow on with us. Welcome back again, Lincoln. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So let's just do a little follow up right out of the gate. Everybody knows who you are. That's been listening along, and and you know most of the Michigan folks know who you are anyway. Um, but uh, we'll give you a chance to to tell us a little bit more about Packer Max. Obviously, we'll dig a little deeper into that and talk about what what it's good for here in the fall time mm-hmm. and. Um, sure. Some of the guys that are doing no-till stuff and, and things like that. We'll dig into that here in just a second. But uh, what's been going on with you up there in the old Rockford?
3: Well, we've uh, we've been we've been busy. It's uh, we had uh, a great spring and just an incredible spring. And um, I was just you know kind of saying like uh, June has been down just a little bit and it and it it typically is last year was too it's kind of halfway in between you know it's between the spring planting and the fall planting season
2: and uh but then july
3: hits and it's just off to the races again so um we're going crazy we've got you know we're selling tons of seed now we're selling packer max we're we're um i mean
2: fertilizer
3: i mean it's just it's been it's been good so i just got back from a uh, marathon trip. Uh, one of our big dealers on the East coast, um, had a three, uh, an event at three of their locations. Oh, wow. And so, uh, so last Tuesday I left for upper state, New York and um, we had an event there on Wednesday and then drove to Maine, uh, early Thursday morning and hit their event in Maine. Um, and then back to Vermont. Wow. And on Friday, and then uh, spent basically all day Saturday uh on the road coming back from Vermont. So I put I don't know twenty four hundred miles in four days and and uh three three events and so I'm whooped.
0: Wow. Yeah, but and here
3: we are and here we are on Monday and I, I'm playing catch up all day. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's
0: uh, but it's good. It's good. It's good to have that stuff and stay busy. Busy is good. You know, I mean, obviously, yes, we, we like to breathe it every once in a while, but busy is good. So
3: yeah, for sure. We mean, you know, and that's one of those, one of those, you know, the events are are, are good for my dealer. Plus, you know, we're, we're networking all the time as you guys are, are as well. And, you know, we're we we hooked up with some you know some great possible new partners and and new partners and sure uh, made you know made some good good friendships and good connections while you know while I was out there. So so that's always
2: good.
0: Yeah, building relationships is key, and especially in this industry, you know, there's there's obviously yep. one hand shakes the other in so many different ways, and you know, yep. it's one of those things where you know, obviously, if we've got questions or we need something, we're, we're quick to call you, and and vice mm-hmm. versa. So
3: and vice versa, yep. Yeah.
0: Well, what about um, what about anything with let them go, let them grow? I mean, obviously that kind of touches based on the shop and Packer Max. But what about uh, let them go, let them grow? Anything new and surfacing? I mean, we can talk a little bit about something that just hit here in Michigan, I guess.
3: Yeah, so I, it's I've been pretty quiet with that. I mean, the group is we've maintained the group, and um, you know we're still advocating for you know for passing young bucks in Michigan, and and always trying to up your game, and you know the top ten percent. Mm -hmm. um you know we we use that frequently and uh uh, i i reference that slogan and that mindset often and um but as far as you know regulations or anything like that you know we had this test period going with antler point restrictions up here in three counties and then it took um there was four on a side Mm -hmm. both tags and then uh and then two counties, which was one of my counties, that where our property is, they um, they removed antler point restrictions off bull tags, so you oh, can wow. shoot two spike horns in those counties. Well, there was a it was a it was a three year study, so the study conducted itself or you know concluded, mm-hmm. and they um, proved that antler point restrictions do indeed increase doe harvest. Um, we went from, in the three counties that they, they had APRs on both tags, they went from shooting 0. .7 bucks or dose per buck, which is terrible, right? to uh, 1.2 does per buck, which is still, you know, which is, which is reasonable.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and that's, that was their, the, you know, the main goal of them was, to, you know, their mindset is a little different than ours. Um, but you know, the DNR wants those, you know, they want them dead. So, so it did exactly what we thought it would do. And it did increase the doe harvest, which overall is a good thing. Um, you know, in a lot of areas. And so, but then instead of expanding on that, they removed it completely from those three counties. And now, now all of the APR counties or all of the uh, CWD counties are right back to no APRs on either tag. Mm. And you can shoot, you know, any, any two of any kind of buck you want. So it's a little frustrating. You know, we've, we've, we've worked so hard to try to, you know, try to get a little more quality deer on the landscape in the state. And, um, you know, we're just, we're just kind of pissing into the wind, so to speak. Anytime we've worked with the DNR, they've done the opposite of what they should have done.
0: Spinning um, wheels. Almost.
3: Yeah. in almost every case. And you get to, I worked with them for 10 years and, mm-hmm. you know, we virtually got nowhere. And so, you know, we were promised things, we were misled, we were lied to, cheated, uh, you know, and uh, finally you can only do that so often uh, before you finally just throw in the towel and say, okay, I've had enough. And um, I, you know, like I said, we're, we're still maintaining the, the group and we're still, you know, advocates for, you know, quality deer and, and better hunting, but, um, I've had to take a step back and just take a few deep breaths and, uh, you know,
0: well, that's it. I mean,
3: focus on some other things.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's one of those things where you can only, you can only do so much. I mean, obviously if, if nobody, if nobody's going to come to play, then obviously you can't, you can't really do anything with that. Um, right. I mean, obviously, there's right. some things that have changed that are positive. I, I like to see the you know, and this is going to have mixed emotions from everybody because of multiple reasons. And we won't dig into that. But I like to see the online harvest reporting. I like where that's went in some of the other areas and some of the other states. Um,
3: yeah. see the, the problem with that, though. And, and it's it's a good thing. I'm not going to say it's not a good thing. Sure. Um, you know, Michigan survey system was scientifically sound. And but nobody believed it. Right. So if nobody believes it, it's not worth a damn. And so (laughs) I've been telling them that for, for, you know, a decade. Sure. You know, put 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 a mandatory reporting in in place. You can still use your scientific, you know, your scientific survey. But then you're going to have two sets of data that you can pull from. And. My biggest problem with everybody being excited about the 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 check system is it does nothing to protect young bucks. This is true. It doesn't absolutely nothing. So yeah, it, you can it, still it can shoot make, small
0: just, deer and call it in.
3: Right, right. <laughs> it's still it's just giving some people the warm and fuzzies because oh well now we know exactly how many deer, or we we actually still don't know exactly how many deer because we have no idea what the what the. Uh, participation rate is going to be well and you
0: you, you never know, know you so, never know that anyway i mean obviously no. you know you have to take in the incidentals and you know we could get really yeah. technical with it as far as poaching and all the other aspects but no need to bore people with stats that you and i could talk about right. for hours you know but i think it's one right. of those things that they they're trying to go in the right direction. Like you said, I think the survey was great, but how many people just wad it up and throw away and don't fill out the survey and they don't do all these right. things? So they're trying to get something there. That's fine. But what are right. they going to do with the data they collect? That's the right. biggest well, thing.
3: The, well, the other thing that, that people have to keep in mind is it's not it, it's, it's not so much the actual harvest figures as it is the trending. Mm-hmm. They use trending a lot. If you're seeing an upward trend in you know in, in buck harvest yep you know you're, it's it's I mean they talked about trends all the time yeah it's more of a and percentage
0: game as opposed to an actuality
3: you're right and so you know if you're seeing an, uh, an uptick in, in uh, you know doe harvest or a down downturn in buck harvest then you know you know uh, there's some population things going on you know I mean not, and it's such a large diverse state. You know, it's gonna be different for southern Michigan as it is gonna be for, you know, where we're at New ago where you know right. there's not a farm field for twenty miles. And you know, we struggle epically even to get good food plots. So um, you know so there's a lot of a lot of variables in play when, when it comes to Michigan sure. and the rules and regulations and, and hunter hunter mindset. You know, we go to you, you go to any of these other states that I hunt, you know, Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Illinois, Ohio, um, it's just an entirely different mindset. And I was in Wisconsin last year and we were sitting in a local tavern having some dinner. And I mean, people were talking about, you know, all these mega giants that they have in Buffalo County, you know, and not we're talking, you know, one seventies, one eighties, one nineties. And, you know, in contrast, I'm sitting in Baldwin, Michigan, and the guy's talking about a, you know, this, this four, you know, this four point that he slammed and, you know, and it's like,
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, I know. I, it's okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, you know,
3: so, so it's a, you know, it's, it's a it's a battle no matter what you do and everybody has his own idea of what's going to work and what isn't going to work and you i do i i posted a thing the other day on the page and it was not it wasn't to to typically to necessarily judge people Mm -hmm. it was it was kind of almost more of a look in the mirror type of a deal so it says um we should be judging we should we should be judging hunters not by what they harvest but by the bucks that they don't harvest, that they pass on, mm-hmm. the tr- the true measure of a of a of a hunter is is the bucks that he chooses not to shoot.
0: Well, I mean that goes that goes without saying. And, you know that that's the top ten you know percent mentality, and it's exactly. also it's the and same thing. As,
3: a, but everybody took offense to it because well, we're not supposed to judge anybody. I'm like I'm not re- I'm not honestly I'm not
0: trying to judge really anybody. We're just making a statement. Other, yeah,
3: right. I'm I'm trying to trying to make a point that it's not necessarily about the bucks that you shoot. That is a, is a, is an indication of how good of a hunter you are. It's, a, it's the, the bucks that you're passing and that you're choosing to let walk to, to better, to better yourself and to better the, the, your area. And, uh, Well, but, I
0: mean, we've, we've uh, said it a hundred times, you know, it's, it's one of those things that it boils right down to this. You won't kill big bucks. One, if you don't have them and you shoot small bucks that that, Period. Right. That's it. You know, and it's, that's it's, and that's, it's that's super
3: super simple. If you want to shoot better deer, stop shooting small bucks.
0: Yeah. I mean and that's and that's it. Or you know what I mean? I, I hate to to be archaic with it, but that's it. I mean, you you sit in the tree stand and shoot small deer, you're gonna keep shooting small deer. I mean, that's just what's gonna right. happen. Yeah, you everybody gets lucky. Into, yeah,
3: gets, you might trip and fall into a one eighty you know, right. at some point in your life, but that's gonna be wires, it.
0: One. One right. lucky right. moment. It's like winning the, everybody talking about winning the Powerball. It's the same kind of stats. It's right. just, it's, yeah. it's a lotto, it, lotto type deal. And
3: I, right. And I think that's what that, what I was trying to get across with that saying was it's, it's, you know, every, a guy gets lucky and shoots two big ones, but he's also got a wall full of little tiny bastards that he's killed. Yep. That's not necessarily the indicator of a great hunter. It's, it's, you know, it's the bucks that he chooses not to shoot is what is to me an indicator of, of how good of a hunter this guy is or myself, you know? Right. And I've, I'm continuing, I'm harder on myself than anybody. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm well
0: self-discipline it, and your mental it, mindset yeah. is, it's gotta sure. be there. Otherwise you're not going to be, you know, you're, yep. you're not going to be that guy. You're not going to be, you're going to, you're going right. to be out there just harvesting whatever you see. So,
3: right. Um, and, and we, yeah. And, and, you know, with your, just with your top 10% mindset too, it's like, you guys are always trying to better yourself, better yourself, better yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's, that's kind of where, where I, I would love to see Michigan hunters, you know, go. And, you know, our group has made a huge impact on Michigan deer hunting. There's no question. Sure. Um, I mean, just just I mean, we've changed the way forty thousand hunters hunt and the mindset that they have, and so you know that's a great thing. And you know, you get the pebble in the pond effect, where you got those mm-hmm. forty thousand hunters are gonna are gonna talk to ten people each. Well, the next thing you know, <clears throat> you know, excuse me, you got you know a lot of people that are thinking about what they're shooting now instead of just you know seeing antlers and blast them so
0: yeah that's the word of, the word of mouth side of it and then that that mm-hmm. puts into play like almost the business mentality right into the hunting game and not only that those 40,000 people if they don't already have kids and they're teaching somebody they're going to the upbringing behind that is you know obviously we hope that that's going to be positive and going to keep you know, keep very, them learning. Very yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. It's going to keep them learning, yep. and it's going to keep them teaching. I mean, I know my boys. Without even saying anything, it's if I was to talk about something, they're going to be like, "I, I would, I'm not going to shoot that." Good, that's fine. Right. That's your choice. You know, I mean, make your right. choice, fill your tag however you want. But just because they're accustomed to seeing what we see and what we right. do, just like you and I, you know what I mean? It's the same mentality.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, that's the thing with with you know with the with the youth hunt and stuff like every so. I was taught growing up, you shoot the first buck you see because you're not, you may not see another one. Right. Okay. So that's what I was taught. So what did I do? I shot the first buck that I saw every time. Sure. Well, then my uncle starts kind of, you know, trying to get it in my ear. You got to start doing better. You got to start passing these young, you know, these young deer. Right. We talked about that in the
0: last, yeah, in the last episode when you were on. Sure.
3: Yeah. So I did that. Well, you know, so then I'm teaching my kids uh, or have taught my kids, you know, you, you, you start to target older, bigger deer and guess what they're doing. They're targeting bigger, older deer, Um, you know, just like Scott has taught um, Kyle, you know. you know, it's just it's it's kind
0: of well. There's a lot to be gonna, said. You're gonna, you're, ta- you're gonna do what
3: you're gonna do you know you're gonna do what you're taught. And yeah, so- and even
0: if even if you don't, like we all have that rebellious side, right? When we're growing up, where we're like, ah, we don't want to do what dad does or what mom does. But then again, right. in the back of our mind, somehow we're programmed to to do some of what. You know, you're you're learned by association in some of those yep. aspects. So,
3: yep. well, and is, is killing is killing big deer? What is you know is that the only no goal in no. The, as a deer hunter? No, it's not. I mean, I I I sat with my grandson last year. He's ten years old. He shot his first buck, and it was a spike horn, and and we were absolutely elated. But guess what? Now we say, okay, you've got your first buck out of the way. Yep. Now we're gonna start. You know working our way up next right. year you know this year we're going to be targeting you know like a like a, a you know a, a point sure you know and then you know let's let's start start to, to pick away and and start to do better well that's you know that's
0: um well you set the precedents for sure
3: yeah it's not always about the big deer and and you know we we have enjoyed such great family time up at our property um you know we had one point where we had four generations sitting in the kitchen doing dishes doing just as talking yep you know and I took back I took a picture of that and I went this is
0: what it's really all this,
3: about yeah it, right at the end of the day what we shot that weekend made no difference.
0: no difference whatsoever <laughs> what you took away was right. that that picture was probably the most memorable moment and everything else right. along with it sure
3: yep and the relationships
1: built and all that so sure would Lincoln I have to jump in here for a minute um no when we, yeah, like, you get these memories and you teach, you, your children kind of follow what, you're, what you do. Yep. You, Kyle picked up at a young age. He shot what he, whatever he wanted to shoot first couple of years, and then he wanted to do mm-hmm. better than what Dad was doing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, you, you know. You're There's a the competitive children. side,
2: too. Yeah, know. but, uh,
1: sure. you know, Michigan is never going to really adapt to changing much, in my opinion but what you did do mm-hmm. was start a movement that a lot of us have been doing for years and now there's more doing it, but it's your tag, shoot whatever, whatever you want. That's what made top 10 become what it is. Sure. we yeah. made, we've made a living off other people's mistakes. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's tough to say well, that, yeah, but exactly. you know what I mean? That's it. That's, you yep. yep.
3: but we, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it is your tag. And you know, if you tag you what you want legal, that's, that's fine. But, you know that's where, you know, Michigan without without some sort of a regulation to protect young deer, we are really as a whole, you're, you know, the whole, uh, you know, people are going to continue to. Yes,
1: it'll be a continuous debate. So, it's my tag. Yeah. I'll shoot what I want. Mm-hmm. Well, you, yeah. you're not going to have no yeah. more deer. I don't yeah, care. Right. It's my tag. I'll go somewhere else and get your deer. Right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. That's it. Well, uh, we won't, we won't dig into the technicalities and, you know, we can talk about Michigan deer politics forever. Yeah. And, and I know all of us three on, on here right now, we could really, you know, sink our teeth and our claws into that. But
1: My opinion is probably not everybody's opinion. Your well, it's not. Probably not
0: right. uh, uh, no, it's not. But we're not here about yeah. that. That's why we're on here doing whatever, because you know what? I mean, it's, it's our opinion and we can speak it Right, right. just like it's my tag and I'm going to fill it. I'm not going to fill it on a hundred inch deer. I'm not, I don't care if it's Michigan or not. If it's a hundred inch deer, I'm not shooting it.
3: I'm not, I'm not killing little deer here. I'm not sure. And that's exactly, that's exactly right. You know? So, um, but yeah, at the end, like I said, at the end of the day, I think, I think what we did do is we made a lot of people think. Right. Uh, Yes, you did. And, uh, yeah, you put. Oh, that's, and that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, it gives them another second before they pull the trigger. You know what I mean? It's one of those mm-hmm. things where they're like, ah, do I? Do I not? How hungry yep. am I? Did I eat a snack? <laughs> right. You so, know. So a heart,
1: a heart break. What is that when you say? Heart stop. Heart, well, heart stop. Yeah, heart stop. We want to jump right into planning the fall food plots. Your yeah. um, crimper. Yep. That I just got the chance to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me tell me about,
0: about that, how that you work for that your reason. tribal.
1: <laughs> yeah, Let's so the crimper. Can, let me let me break over. it down for you, Lincoln. Sure, sure. Okay, I got this Packer Max. I got it a while back. I've had it. I've developed a system, so if I got 15 to 17 acres of food plots to put in, yep. I need my four-wheeler, my Packer Max, and my tractor tiller.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The Packer Max gets strapped to the forks of the tractor. Yep. The four-wheeler comes out first. I come back, get the tractor, I do my work. The speed of just dropping that Packer Max on the ground, hooking to it, packing, seeding. With the four-wheeler, yep. Packing again. Yep. Beautiful food plots. It's The proof is in the lines when I go back and forth, back and forth, that seed-to-soil contact. Now, yep. for I don't you know the cost added both up. What what is that the cost between you know both of them together? The, so the, the yeah, so the, the, the yes, yeah, so
3: the so the crimper combo, uh, the Packer Max alone is seven ninety nine, and then you add the or the crimper combo unit is twelve ninety
1: nine. Okay, so a twelve and so
3: twelve ninety nine. I'm
1: bragging yeah. right now this is my moment <laughs> yep. at free shipping at twelve ninety nine at free shipping at twelve ninety nine so I got my Packer Max what almost when, when was like the first year you started so I've had it yeah you've had it been,
3: for about three three four years
1: yep and so now the crimper I had that crimper yep I'm in Kentucky it's a hundred degrees to be able to drop flip and run that crimper Saved me probably about, you know, three hours of sweating like yep, a hog and, and, and actually losing a little weight and then going to the <laughs> local gas station to replenish it. Um, yep. That crimper is amazing. You flip that thing over, you, you're, you're getting, you know, we were running over, um, what's that Kentucky grass down there? Looks like sor- Johnson Grass. Oh, yeah,
0: the Johnson Grass. Mm,
1: yeah. it, it Johnson Grass, I don't know. Johnson Grass is like 40 ply paper.
0: It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't rip. Yeah. tear, rip, or nothing. No. Right.
1: So, short at Packer Max, flipped over, crimper, you're 1200 bucks. I look for me to run the $3,500 one that I saw. I'm losing time. Mm-hmm. I lost a bunch of money. And. Time is money, so yep. Man, what a great product! Now you could have the form and talk about your product.
3: <laughs> well, well, thank you. I mean, I, I appreciate it, and I know, I know it's you know we've uh, we put a lot of thought into it, and it's it's uh, it's a combo unit. So you're you're getting the packer, you know, the call to packer and the crimper combo. So you're getting both for thirteen hundred dollars, where you know some of our competitors. Um, you know, they're, they're just a crimper, uh, you know, uh, probably the low end is 3,500 up to 4,000, 5,000, you know, the, the Goliaths are 6,000 and, um, you're getting just a crimper that you need a 40 horse tractor or better to run. Um, you know, our unit, you can, um, you know, you, you can, it's, it, it's prime, um, purpose is to crimp rye wheat and and buckwheat after it's gone to seed before before the seed hardens when it's still in the dough stage so you would you know you would go and it's it's also to help cut down on the amount of you know glyphosate you're going to have to use it's to help retain soil moisture um, not keep continuously stir up the weed bank um you know so you have your standing your standing crop of of you know, say rye heads,
2: mm-hmm. you
3: would seed into that, crimp it down, call the packet. you're done.
2: Yeah. Um, no,
0: no spray, no nothing. It's that, it's, it's that simple. It really is.
3: It's that simple. And, um, you know, rye has a natural weed suppressor in it mm-hmm. um, already. So like if you, if you planted cereal rye the year before in this field, um, you know, it, it, Goes to seed the following spring. You know, you can you can plant, uh, say, buckwheat into that standing rye, crimp it. The buckwheat comes up in August. You can come back in, plant brassicas into the standing buckwheat, crimp it, crush it, kill it, and then your you know, and then your your brassicas come up through you know that mat. And so you're not you're you're you're, you're keeping the moisture that's in your soil. You're keeping the sun from baking your soil Mm -hmm. you're you're basically you're it's almost the equivalent of putting a quarter of an inch of soil over your seed um you know you're retaining that moisture the seed comes up through it and you're adding all that organic material back into your soil so you're cutting down on the overall amount of fertilizer that you end up having to use so is crimping for everybody, you know, in every situation? No. Um, is it a very useful tool for building soils and, and effectiveness and cutting down on your amount of glyphosate and, and you know, weed uh, uh, herbicides that you have to use? Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I think to be said on that too, is it for everybody? I think that the guys that are out here that are listening, that you got small parcels that you're you can't access, but with your four wheeler, you maybe you don't have a big tractor. Yep. You don't do whatever the yep. no that no till crimper method, and doing what yep. you just said with the rye or with the buckwheat. Hey, mm-hmm. I mean we we were able to till the the one piece in Kentucky. Scott and I were able to do that, and yep. we had no idea what was going to happen with that buckwheat planting. We, you know, m- mixed with the buckwheat and rye that we had planted there, we didn't know what we were going into, just because we yep. were unfamiliar with that farm in that area. Mm-hmm. The way that it Came back and what we were able to do with that crimper, and that's a bigger plot. I mean, we say we're mm-hmm. almost; it's probably two and a half yeah. acres, maybe yeah. two acres, right there, maybe. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a bigger plot for, mo- but for most mm-hmm. people, but if you are a small guy and you got a small farm, like somewhere you you got something that like you are putting in smaller plots, this is gonna be this thing's like oh yeah, such a time saver.
3: Yeah, huge. And you, you know, and you don't you don't if you have a a quad runner called a packer, uh, combo, crimper, packer, combo, you, you don't, you know, in a sprayer, you don't need anything else. <laughs> you really don't. And no, you, you don't. And I think if you do, if really you do a good, good
0: rotation, you know, yep. you do a good rotation and you do some different things where you get with the seed King and he get he hooks yep. you up, you know, on some, yep. some tips there. I think there's some things that you could really get away with where a guy can instead of spending, you know, I don't know what's one of those disc things, a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars, you know, just for a disc, and that's on the cheap side, yeah. and those ones aren't aren't even that good. They don't even have the heavy duty disc, and they're good for right. one season or something. And right. you can you could go with this, and and I think the the other backside of that that goes in there, like you said, the organic matter and the ability to go in and it's less work. It's a ton less work, like Scott said. It is three hours is. worth of savings mm-hmm. minimum.
3: Yep. Well, not to mention, you don't, you know, you don't have to take your giant trailer with a, you know, one ton dually with a tractor and a quad and a, you know, I mean, all this equipment that you have to drag to a, to a lease, you know, you know, doing it the conventional way. All you need is a small trailer, a quad, and the Packer Max with call the Packer Crimper in a, in a you know, a solo spreader and you're, you're golden Right. So, you know, that's... And you know at five six dollars a gallon, it's saving you a ton of money going back and forth to Kentucky, not having to drag all that stuff down there. So
1: still had to drag
3: it down. Yeah, as you
0: say, we still had to drag it down there. There from uh, Indiana, yeah. we still got to drag it again. And we got to go back to Indiana, but okay. you know it's it's one of those things that you know that's it. I mean, there's there's some cost saving stuff into it, and there's there's also aside from cost savings, nothing more than a functionality, you know, part of it that I think people understand, they understand the call side to some degree. Some people don't understand what that does and why the, you know, seed to soil contact. And, you know, we could go into the technicalities of that too, but there's so much of an advantage to that, that the amount of let's call it, return well I'm gonna call it ROI let's call it return mm-hmm. on your investment that you're sure. gonna get in the amount of successful food plots you're gonna have by running this system versus not running anything at all yep. or just running out there spraying and then hitting something in the ground. It, right. It's well, you know it's huge, you know?
3: Right. You want you know we spend a lot of money in our on our seed and our fertilizer and everything else. And so even if you do conventional tillage, you know, you, you till your plot, you pack it you seed it, you pack it again, you know, onto the next program. Well, you want, you're going to have better seed to soil contact. You're going to have better moisture retention,
2: mm-hmm.
3: better germination rates, better overall performing food plot because you get it up and out of the ground. And it's, it's healthier because you're the channels. It's all about the grooves mm-hmm. holds, holds that moisture and it keeps it where the seeds are and you know, you you if you if you get one good good rain on a, on a say a grain bin um, called you know a grain bin field plant yeah from five to one good rain and that stuff is off to the races yeah and you know five five days your stuff's up and growing and um, you know that's kind of one of the, as far as the call to packer you know, there's a reason farmers have been using these things for decades and you can't find them because farmers won't part with them. Right. And uh, if you, you know, if you do happen to find one out in the field somewhere, it's, you know, you got to put four or 500 bucks into it to to put new bearings and And bring it back to life. uh, Yeah. Broken, broken discs and all that. So, uh, you know, the, you want, you're, you're going to get, you're going to get, if you put 50 pounds of seed down on the ground, you want 50 pounds of seed to grow. Right. You know, and if you, if you skip that final step of call to packing, it, it is gonna affect everything. It's gonna affect your, your germination rates. It's gonna affect your overall food plot performance, your soil retention or your moisture retention. And if you're gonna put all this time and energy into doing food plots and, and, and the seed and the money, don't skip the final step. That is likely one of the most important steps of the whole pro- process. And yeah. that's called
0: a pattern. Yeah, there's a huge shortcut in that. Yeah.
1: I agree. So best, best best piece of equipment for me. I appreciate Um the great yeah. tool and I appreciate you getting the um, the advice that you've been given for, you know, the crimping. Yeah, time in uh, it helped us out <laughs> tremendously. Um, yeah. save time and it's, on,
3: a, on a food plot for us. Yeah, you know, and then you know, the other the other part of that whole thing is is you know, you can you know, drain the water out of it. You know, you came up when when I met you. Uh, we met at a parking ride, and you know, we took it out of my truck and put it in the back of your truck. And you know, by being able to drain it out, you can move it from property to property, property super easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it it does it doesn't take up a, a, a ton of room. You can be very like Scott had said. You can be very efficient in uh, packing a two- or three-acre field with a, with a quad runner, it goes really quickly. Um, obviously, you don't want to go too fast because you don't you know, want it hopping and missing. Sure. But, um, you know, uh, you, can, you can do a uh, surprisingly. A three-acre field you can get done pretty quickly. And I'm going to say, I don't know what you guys' experience has been, but my experience has been um, uh, the average food plot guy that I talk to it has an acre plot is about as big as they get or less.
0: Well more or, or less. less. Yeah, mean, we talked right. about that too with Dale. It's yeah. it's everybody thinks they have an acre or half acre and then we get there and they're like a quarter acre. Oh
3: yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I do it all the time. I just matter of fact I just had a guy in the shop today came in and I said, Well how big is your food plot? He said, Ah it's gotta be an acre. And I said, So it's as big as a football field? Mm-hmm. Well well probably not. And I said, Well a football field is an acre.
0: Right. Yeah. You I mean, have to give them some sort of real realization right. to understand what right. they're
3: looking at. Right. And he said, well, it's probably not that big. And I said, well, you, do you have Onyx maps? He goes, yeah. And I said, do you bring it up on your phone? So he brings it up on his phone. I zoom down. I use, use the tool, the tool, on tool. Onyx, I freaking map it out. And it's, a, it's like a third of an acre.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's not even a half acre.
0: Right. Right.
3: And I said, if I would have sold you an acre's worth of brassica seed, you'd have spread it on your food plot. You'd have hated me because none of your, you know, you, it would have, you'd look like a rock star for about the first two weeks and then it purples and dies because it's choked out. Right. So it's very important to know your actual acreage and don't guess.
0: <laughs> no, no. Don't, yeah, don't guess. It's, it's don't like. It's like the soil sample game, game right? Like, you know right. what I mean? They gamble yeah. with that too, you know? It's like they don't, right. nobody wants to do a soil sample and it doesn't take much to do that. I mean, right. don't get me wrong, I'm guilty for that too in many, many oh, cases, yeah. but yeah. but it's not, in, it's in areas that I feel like I'm pretty confident in knowing what's there, but, yeah, you know.
3: I it, don't do, a, I don't have to do a soil sample on every field every year. I have right. a really good idea where my stuff's at. Right. So, but if you don't have a good idea where your stuff's at, then absolutely a soil sample is, is as important uh, as any step in the whole process. And, you know, details matter. They just do. Details matter. And it, you know, the size of your food plot matters when you're when it comes to your herbicide, your fertilizer, Mm -hmm. your seed, everything, everything you have to know how big it is. And, like I said, we have all these equipment, you know, these tools that we can use on Onyx or hunt stand or yeah,
2: you know, deer There's cast a ton of or whatever. A now, yeah.
3: All right, farm logs. I use farm logs for a long time, and mm-hmm. that actually measures your rainfall. You know, keeps a tab on your rainfall, and it, you know exactly uh, how big those plots are. You can map them out. You can even mark down what's planted in each plot. You know, and so you know from year to year what you know what you did in each plot for your rotations and all that
0: good happy stuff. So, Which, which that's important too. I mean, obviously rotation, mm-hmm. crop rotation and stuff is just as important for us as, as it is for yep. the, you know, the, the farmers, that's why they go from beans to corn and, and whatnot yep. year after year. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Some of them I don't. Guy, I mean, if they're dumping, you know, chemicals and things like that into the soil, that's a different deal,
3: but. Right. I had a guy ask me, I, I did a food pot, plot consult job here a couple of weeks ago. He said, what's the, what's the most important tool uh, for a food plotter? And he had, you know, four properties. He had, I think they had a, like seven or eight food plots total. Mm-hmm. And I said, a, a freaking notepad.
2: <laughs> he says
3: a notepad. I go, yeah, a notepad. I said, what'd you do last year? Right here?" So I don't know. <laughs> right. Oh, I said, God, Write everything you do, write it down, you know, what you did, how much, how much you put down, you know, cause then you're going to know too, you'll be able to reference it. Well, this didn't work. Log it. So we need, yeah, yeah, it's logged. Well, what did I do that didn't work? Oh, okay. We'll use this, this and this, you know? And so you have a reference. So just a notepad goes a long, long way. And uh, people laugh when I say that, but I'm like, Nope. I always, I'm always flipping back to my notepad of what I did last
2: year and different stuff.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean, I guess when you get you get where you're doing stuff in different states and you're all over the place and you forget one thing versus right. I think I planted it there and you know maybe you know maybe you did this different or you tried something new or you tried to do yep. fertilizer or you tried to you know what I mean like you you tried yep. this or you bought a crimper and you used it and all of a sudden things were great. Well, what I do different, you don't know. And all you did Correct. was crimp it and start differently. You know, it, it's yeah. it's just yeah. keeping notes, but people don't do that. You know what I mean? I, I no. kept deer logs and sightings and deer over. We could get into a whole conversation about that too. But <laughs> over the yep. course of time and years and when and why and what the moon phase was and you know, right. you know, obviously well, I, all that stuff. I can't
3: remember what I I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. So right. I got to write stuff down. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's. I'm learning that same thing as I get older. I'm learning the same way. I'm like, I'll get up and go do something. I'm like, what was I doing? I'm like, man, right. I'm getting old. <laughs> so, but I, you know, it's it's funny. It's funny. There's there's a lot to be said in in a lot of that stuff as far as as far as that goes and logging things and you know little importances and nuances that that can create you and and they make you a better a better land manager within yourself and a better food plotter. I mean, yep. you know, there's guys that are reaching out to us daily and you two, I'm sure, you know, wanting us to do these plots and land management jobs. And unfortunately, they've been told or they've been told lots of the wrong things or they haven't been told the right things to even get them started right. to even they don't, they're they they're trying but yep. they're continually failing because they're they're not reaching out to the right people, or you know that's what we're here yeah. for. We're here to help. You know yeah. what I mean? And
3: yeah, well, yeah, like to your point, it makes a difference even what region of the state of Michigan you're in sure. or Kentucky. Like you know, first thing I ask guys because they're come they come in from all over the state here. Uh-huh. You know, we well, what should I plant? Well, where's
2: it at? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, that know, nasty it, sandy it, loomy soil over there you got that doesn't. You know, that's a different right. game than the swamp-rich black soil that's here. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's different.
3: Right. If you start growing turnips up in, or, you know, if you if you put in, you know, the Packer Max class, uh, custom blend of, of turnips or lots of leaf or whatever brassica blend you want to put in, if you start doing that in New Ego County and the stuff comes up and you're looking great and the deer come in and destroy it, well, what good is it then if it's right. gone before the season even starts? Yep. So you know, all of our hunting plots up there are almost exclusively grain bin, top seeded with red clover. You know, we'll toss a couple of radish in here and there, and uh, if we don't, if we don't stick to what's going to keep up with the browse pressure, we're not going to have anything to hunt over. So,
0: are you running? You know, are you running a rotation on your stuff up there too, Lincoln? As far as um, rotation for, are you running, are you doing we, overtime or what are you running? I know you're running Dale seeds and stuff from five, two, but. So,
3: are, yeah. So like, like our, our main hunting plots, we, we do almost, almost exclusively uh, grain bin and then we'll top seed it with bait. Yeah. With overtime. So you'd have, you'd have, uh, you know, your, your red clover that red clover does amazing in our sandy soils. Mm-hmm. Um, so we We'd have the overtime, so we'd have the, the red clover and the um, radish. Yep. We just lightly top seed it. and then like our big plot, we rotate the clover and uh, brassica. So okay. I'll we'll, we'll run
0: half and half a couple
3: of years. Yeah, we'll run a couple of years of clover on the front half, brassica's in the back, and then we'll flop it. You know, every two years. Okay. Okay. So, because we we did get burned on. <clears throat> our fetish with brassicas and <laughs> we, pl- we planted them too much. Yeah. And uh, they don't like you after, after about grow. about
0: four year, three and four is, is you're like, what yeah. is going
3: on? Yeah. One field, we can't even get them to, to, to grow now because it's got that fungus. And so mm. we're screwed for 10 years, probably on that field. But yeah.
0: I was going to say, there's really not anything you can do to spray or get that out of the soil mm, without bringing in a whole nother nope. level of soil. Right. And then it has to basically kill it off before it,
3: Yep, so so we, we learned our lesson the hard way on that field, but um, it was a good lesson because, you know, we started flopping things around, and it's, it's just worked really well for us. Good. But, you know, we, we've gone to, you know, we have to, with, when we do do brass, because we have to, uh, we, we've gone to the dual perimeter electric fence.
2: Uh-huh.
3: I get a lot of questions about that, and that is absolutely hands down the most effective way to keep deer off your food plot.
0: And it keeps them out of your garden real well, too. Yep. I've, been, I've been lighting and they, them up on my garden with the electric yeah. fence. So.
3: Yeah, people go, well, why, how come you got you know this dual perimeter? Why does that work? They can jump it. And I said, yeah, but their their depth perception is really bad. Mm-hmm. So a deer will, the outside strand of, bar, of, of, of the fencer tape is only 18 inches off the ground. And then three feet in from that, you have another two strands that are You know, eighteen inches and then three feet off the ground. And so that dual perimeter, they nose up to that outside wire to try to gauge how far they have to jump while they get smoked, and that's the end of that program. Yep. They will not cross it. How far
0: how (laughs) far do you set do you run it about you run it about thirty-six inches, three feet roughly from your outside to your inside?
3: Yes. so, So you know those uh those gray fiberglass rods that you can buy like at tractor supply that already have the little tabs on them for the yep. fencer tape
0: yep that's what i, I run too I,
3: yep i use those and then i had the outside one i use the bottom tab and then i i lay one down is that's about three feet and yep. then i'll put the next one i'll just put a, 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 a you know a length in and then i'll put the two tape or the tape on the bottom and the top rail
0: well, that's that's a good tip for people too. That there's a lot of guys out there that don't understand, or they have a small plot and it just gets hammered. That you yep. know the electric fence thing is is great and will really really work well if you're looking to keep your, you know keep your yep. deer out of your plot for a while, or even keep a certain part portion of your plot, you know. Yes, ready for the yeah, season. Yeah. You know.
3: Yeah, exactly. You don't always have to do the whole thing. You can just do a, a third of it or a half of it, and then you know they can work on the other half, and then and the other. The other thing that people uh they they wonder about is you know well they've been had this we've had this electric fence around it the, the whole time will they even come back to that plot oh yeah you as soon the, as
0: you take it down they're there oh
3: yeah that that night within mm-hmm. hours there will be they'll be in it and so i had a 10 point the first year we used it we never get 10 points up in new ego never <laughs> okay first 10 point we had on the property in 25 years right mm. and so he's in our he's in, the back side of the field was clover front side was brass because we had it taped mm-hmm. and I'm like we're gonna pay for this that ten point is gonna be the first one in the field tonight you watch right and sure enough here comes the ten point walks right out he's looking at that tape going like what the hell is that and uh, he walks over to the electric tape puts his nose down I'm like well here we go and he gets just smoke. he takes off and he is he runs right out of sight. And I'm like, well, that's the last time we're going to see that deer. You know, nice job, Link, you dumbass. (laughs) Got to put this electric tape up. Ten minutes later, he was back in the clover eating, so...
0: Yeah, that yeah. It's it's funny how they how they do. I mean, as soon as you remove it, they're they're there and they're they're in on it. Yeah. And for those yeah. of you that are listening and you're curious, like, wait a minute, they're thinking electric fence. How do you get power to you know? Say it's a secluded area. There's tons of solar powered electric fence panel controls out there. You can run them oh, off yeah. of a deep cycle marine battery yep. or. You know, yeah, a lot of you guys ice fish. A, a deep cycle. Yeah, I mean, if you got a small plot, you can run it off of a you know a lithium ice fishing battery, or we've run them off a lot of different things. You, you know, with, with the solar panel, they work well as long as you can get oh. a little bit of sun. They they work well.
3: Yeah, and, yeah indefinitely too. I mean, they'll, they'll they'll It's a trickle charge, and it's just a continuous trickle charge all day. And you're only using a tiny bit of a you know of power if it's not hammering something. So right. as long as it's, I mean, if you got Sixty deer touching their nose to it every ten minutes. Of course, your <laughs>
0: going to go dead, but right. You know, yeah, but the they probability, really yeah, the probability of that's not going to happen. And, and no, you know, they they're curious, but they're also not stupid either. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things. As soon as one gets shocked, the other one's not hanging around. is when it's running away. Yeah. You know, that's so that's yeah. a good well. I thing. feel
3: like I think they can sense that pulsing. You know, because those fencers they pulse. Mm-hmm. And I think they can sense that pulsing and that electricity, that current too. You can almost hear it.
0: Yeah, it's like a buzz, and, yeah. like or something. I think,
3: they, I think they, sense that too, and they just, they just will not cross it. And then, you know, it's, it's a great way to get your, your brassicas or your soybeans established. Yep, um, you know, because they're they're hard on beans too. And, oh yeah, uh,
0: they they it was just annihilate, especially a small plot. You know, you yeah. know and when I say small plot, even something three four acres, they'll they'll oh yeah, destroy it if you're not if you're not paying attention to what you got going on and and keeping them out of yep. it. Yep. So. Well, I mean, we're yeah. we're that we're touching on some good things here. That's a good tip um, for people. Uh, anything else that you would add on fall food plots? We'll kind of wind things down. I know you're, you know, I don't want to take away your family time. We're creeping up on an hour here, and we you know we wanted to have you back on, and you know, definitely talk about the crimper and talk about the things that that people would need for fall stuff. I mean, obviously, they can swing into yeah. your store or here and yeah. get and get five two outdoors seed, and uh, yep. you have. Packer max is in stock. Um, things of that nature now.
3: Um, yep. Yeah. We're good. We're caught up on, on, you know, we're, we're, we, we switched over to a, uh, we now have a packaging and fulfillment company mm -hmm. doing all of our packaging and shipping. And, um, it's, it's been really working well for us. We didn't have to, you know, expand and get into this, you know, huge building and, Um, you know, they have all their stuff housed right there. It's what they do. They're professionals. They, they do the inventory control for us and they have been, they have been spot on. And basically if we can sell it, they can ship it. That's good. So the day we shipped, the day we switched over, we were, we were 250 orders behind and they said, okay, you guys continue to ship, you know, until we get set up. And so they got set up and they said, okay, stop. And once they took over shipping within ten days they were we were completely caught up with all back orders and all current orders. Wow. And so if you ordered one right now, it would ship tomorrow. If you ordered one tomorrow by by noon, it would still ship tomorrow.
0: Wow yeah that's so. that's impressive and, and you know it got, it's prime time right now i mean we're it is. i mean i don't know it when is. this one's going to air this might air this week but uh you know in podcast land we're sitting on the 26th of july so usually july 20th here in our area maybe right about the perfect i mean you're right there now in your area too so you know it's time yeah. to get that fall stuff done so if you need one yeah you know brassicas
3: need to yeah brassicas need to get in the ground um yeah you know grain grain bin cereal grains got a little bit more time yeah
0: august you know right around the 15th yeah.
3: yeah middle to the end of august on grains but
0: but yeah i mean you get a lot of guys that are planting brassicas or want to get those in the ground and it's perfect timing for that. But if you're not planning those and you are doing the green bin stuff and you're, you know, we can wait, but uh, I wouldn't wait because you never know. I mean, things can be busy right. and crazy. And with the world we live in daily, who knows when stuff sure. is going to be available or not right. available.
3: So. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. You want to, you want to be, you want to have your, 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 to, to get the best opportunity to have the best nutrition and attraction for your deer, You know, it's super important to follow the steps, you know, do your soil test, do your, you know, just pay attention to details and don't try to get too fancy too soon. If you, if, you know, I I just had a guy in here today, last year he planted all of his stuff in grain bin because it was his first year. And I said, I want to get you something that's going to grow, that you're going to have a good lush plot with. So let's start with this.
0: Yeah. Foolproof. uh,
3: You know, this year, you know, we're going to switch them over to getting some, some uh, you know, brassicas and you know turnips going, and uh-huh. then um, you know still going to do some some grain bin, but you know don't don't see. try to get too fancy too soon until you get your soils right, until you get kind of a, a handle on things. Some
0: sort of establishment, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Especially these guys that are going in on new property or they've been doing something wrong, you know, it's good yeah. to get in there and, and get an understanding and then you know go from mm-hmm. there. So.
2: You know,
3: yeah, if you, you know, if anybody out there has any, any questions about the Packer Max or the Crimper, um, you know, I absolutely call me. I, you know, I'll, I'll talk you through it. I'll talk you through some of the program and how it works. And, um, you know, we do that constantly throughout the day. We're talking to people about um, how to, you know, how to and, and what to and what not to. and Sure. Uh, you know, the benefits of the, you know, of the Packer Max and the Crimper. You know, do I absolutely have to have one? No, but you know, it, it comes down to that. Deep the details again.
0: Well, and it's that's it. It's you know what I mean. It's it's a, you know the details are important, and you know the measurements and precision. And mm-hmm. we, yeah. you know, they've probably yeah. listened now, and they're like, man, these guys keep talking about precision and measurements and this acres and blah blah blah. blah. That's the important stuff that makes a positive yeah. plot. That's the stuff that gives you that lush green plot that every, everybody sees on TV or somewhere, right? you know, that, you know, that's the stuff that we put in. That's why we do it. That's why, you know, yep. this is, and we want to teach and we want to show you. And, you know, obviously right. if you can't do it and you don't have the equipment, we do. And, you know, yep. we can put you in, put your stuff where you need to be and, you know, do that yep. stuff for but, you. So. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I guess, you know, at the end of the day, it kind of depends on what your goals are too. Is, is Are your goals to, have a, you know, something green that the deer can nibble on and, you know, that's about it. Then by all means right. t- till your soil up, throw some rye grass or not, uh, cereal rye down yep, and throw some fertilizer on it. You're going to have a pretty darn nice looking little plot, but right. if you want to get into the nutrition and the attraction and, um, you know, so you're getting the top 10% of your deer and in, in holding them in your properties, then, you know, yeah, that the details definitely
0: matter so. yep that's the key and i think that's probably that's probably the biggest key right there you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. it's it's about what your you know direction is and and that's yep. with anything you know what i mean like you yep. know we we, we sure. can help in any aspect you know obviously i know we, mm-hmm. you're good to to answer any questions and we are as well so if there's anything that you guys need out there you know reach out to us um, social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, call store, call, you know, call well, your what, store yeah, anywhere.
2: Our,
3: our, yeah, our partnership works well together too because if I don't have the answers for something, you guys may have those answers. Right, vice versa. Yeah, and or so, you know, and then you know, know. we add
0: in we add in the old Seed King into our our regime, and now we're really right. full. of, <laughs> We're full right. of knowledge, whether it's good knowledge or bad knowledge. We have both.
3: <laughs> it, well, you know, if he keeps if he keeps wearing that hat, I'm, I may not have to be able to associate. I,
0: know. <laughs> uh, I know it. I know it's I, we got to give him a hard time a little bit. Good old Dale. So, <laughs> uh, well, I guess what we'll do we'll wind it down there, uh, Lincoln. We appreciate you coming on again with us and, and talking stuff, um, Packer Max and the crimper and plots and everything else and 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 the let them go, let them grow side as well. Um, again, if anybody needs anything, reach out to you, me, any of us here at headquarters or at your store there in Rockford, and, uh, we'll, we'll kind of catch it, catch up probably. Hopefully we can trade some deer stories here pretty quick. So we're getting closer yeah, and closer. Yeah, for
3: sure. So. Yeah. It's going to be here before we know it. And so, and th- thanks for having me. You know, I, I appreciate it, you guys. And, and, um, uh, being part of it and helping each other out and, you know, it's, it's all good stuff
0: absolutely we uh-huh. enjoy it we enjoy the relationship and you know obviously the camaraderie that we share within the industry and you know obviously yep. that that knowledge bank and 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 the friendships that we build through it, it's just like you said early on by going to that show out there that's what is really important to to me and that's just you know mm-hmm. building building that network of guys that are like-minded and gals too that are like-minded yep. and enjoy and want to do the same things that we're doing
3: so. yep 100 percent
0: All right. Well, with that said, thank you guys for all joining us. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one.